This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes! It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Of the Iowa's podcast, Jack. I don't know about you, but I'm starting to feel it, man. Football's over. It's baseball time. I'm feeling it, buddy. Well, for me, it's baseball season 365. Um, very, very true. You focus on nothing else at all times. I know. I know. Um, so, but I'm with you, man. Like, I, honestly, I saw the uh, the tweet yesterday that you know the the trucks getting in and. And they're, they're reported clear water, and all of a sudden I felt warm as it was snowing out, and I was starting to get giddy a little bit. Like the fact, like I just realized yesterday. I mean, we're gonna have a spring training game on February twenty seventh. Like uh, it, it's it's, it's like here, and I, I can't wait to overreact to every single little spring training thing. I mean, there's 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 traditions unlike any other. You know, the Masters are one of them, but overreacting to spring training for me is my favorite tradition, and um, I for one. Cannot wait for it, buddy. So we're almost there. How many spring training games before I get a don't let the fills get hot? Um, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for me to say that during spring training, but I can say this, James. It's not yeah. going to take much for me to talk myself back into Vince Velasquez. <laughs> I, I, Jack, that is the literally the least shocking thing you could have said to me. Yep. Um, all right. I want to get into kind of where they stand and, and our excitement for the season, but Let's quickly uh, talk about some of the moves. Like they made some moves. Yeah. I talk. It, it felt like there were like a couple days there. It was like, oh, another guy. Oh, another guy. Um, none were none. None were emergency <laughs> pod worthy. <laughs> yeah. There we would have recorded before if we needed to do a Chase Anderson pod. Uh, but let's dive in. I, I think let's start with Chase Anderson. I think I, I, you know I'm putting words in your mouth, but I think it's fair to say I think of all these kind of minor back of the the roster type signings i think both of us were both like really four million for chase anderson this one i I just i know he's an innings eater i know he's a guy like this one i just i didn't get that i i've i've enjoyed what they've been doing i didn't get the chase anderson move that much yeah yeah me either and like i get it from the standpoint if you want a guy that'll go out there and, and eat a ton of innings for you but like whenever i think of that term innings eater i don't know why i always just think of aaron harangue like, oh, both, what a great, that's a great one. I mean, both, yes. both physically and pitching wise, like he looks like he would be an innings eater if innings were looks a like an eater. Yes. That's for sure. Jack. Yes. yes. That's yes. Where you're but, going. but if I was going for like an innings eater that also looked like an eater, I'd be going for like a Lance Lynn type, but whatever. Yes. Well, Lance Lynn, I think is more than an innings. <laughs> I know eater. he is. I know he is, but I like my innings eater to be matched up with an actual eater. And I feel like Lance Lynn's an eater, but I, uh, Jay Sanderson, a famous non-eater, which yes. is the problem. Yes, he's a vegan. So. Is he? Wow. No, I'm just making that. <laughs> I was gonna no say idea. I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't have that Chase Anderson fun fact at my uh, disposal. It's a, like it's, you. A deep, it's a deep cut, right there. Yeah. Chase Anderson. I uh, I just don't think Chase Anderson's good. Like, I, I, I for me, if I'm spending four million dollars, at least give me someone with upside. I know there's not many great upside arms left. Like you're kind of at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. Um, but uh, you know. And I, I tweeted this, and people got so worked up about the $7 million thing. That's not really the point. But I would rather have one guy that I believe in for like 7 to $10 million versus two guys like Matt Moore and Chase Anderson for a combined $7 million who I don't know what I'm getting out of them. 
Like Chase Anderson was legitimately brutal last year, but but Did it- but here's the one thing that I can kind of see where the Phillies are coming from because. I like to try to figure out why they did things rather than just be like, blah, bad. So I tried to figure out why. <laughs> Didn't find much. But uh, what I did find was, you know, he did strike out a career high last year, like percentage-wise. I mean, he's striking out 24% of his batters. Um, and I guess when you factor in, in pitching in, in Toronto, even though they were pitching in Buffalo last year, Buffalo last year, if you were a betting man, just take the over every game they played at that little stadium because it's a triple-A park yeah, and well, all it's that. A, a minor leagues, yeah, exactly. Right, so um, so maybe they're factoring – like if you, look at, if you look at Chase Anderson's underlying numbers, they're not bad. Now, if you look at the ERA, obviously bad, but I think the Phillies are betting on him to kind of come back to form a little bit and pitch around a four to four or five ERA. If you get that out of Chase Anderson, you take it every day of the week. Yeah, I guess so. And look, I think you can get that out of Chase Anderson. I mean, prior to last year's seven twenty two ERA, four two three nine two seven four. Obviously, twenty seventeen a a banner. You're a lot of luck involved in that. But yeah, look, I get it. And again, I, I do think. I'm not one of those people who just completely dismisses the idea of an innings eater having value. Like it is like, it's not exciting or whatever, but it's a long season. You know, It's 162, especially coming off a weird year, a 60 game season players, not in the best of shape potentially, or certainly not as normal as it normally is. I could see the idea of loading up on guys who can give you innings. Like I don't, I don't hate it from that perspective. I just, to your point, like I would have rather, Throwing a few extra in there and, and gone for a Taiwan Walker or gone for someone who's got real true upside. Someone who's not just like, like again, to your point, we're talking like, oh, if they can get a four or five ERA out of Chase Anders and that's a win. Yep. It's like, come on, like, let's shoot higher than that. <laughs> let's shoot higher. Or even or even Chase like ten, or even ten and a half million for Garrett Richards. Absolutely. Again, Paxton's still out there. Like, they're guys. They're guys out there that you could take a real shot on for maybe a little bit more money. Look, Chase Anderson's fine. He's that guy who you pick up in your fantasy league. He gives you six innings, one run, four strikeouts. You're like, streamer. okay. He's a streamer. I, I deal with that. And then the next, you're like, I'll keep him. And then the next start, he gives you six innings, four runs, six strikeouts. You're like, okay, this will work. And then the next one's like four innings, seven runs. You know, it's just... He's fine. Like, he'll have some bad starts, have some okay starts. Like, it, it's fine. I don't think it's a waste of $4 million, but it was just uninspiring. It was an uninspiring sign, especially for a team that is at least purportedly, you know, claiming to, to be tight up against that cap and seemingly not going to go over that cap. And who knows? We'll see, especially as we've, you know, gone back and forth on this. But I don't know. It just felt like there were better ways to spend the $4 million, personally, in my mind. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and, and it comes down to this for me. It's like innings either are fine, but you're not – Chase Anderson's not putting you over the top. I mean, if you can get James Paxton, Taewon Walker, and Garrett Richards types, you know, spend that little bit more money, you have a chance of getting a, a top three pitcher in your rotation when they're healthy and going. And, yes, the, the big risk there is the health. Um, but I want to take a shot on that level of upside and to – to just sign a guy because he's going to take down a ton of innings doesn't do anything for me. It, it's I understand it. It's, it can get you through a season, and these guys get banged up and, and all of that stuff. I understand it, but it's just not putting me over the top. It's getting through a season, not trying to. It's getting through a season versus trying to maximize your upside. Yeah, I think that's a, a perfect way to put it. Um, now let me before we get to some of the other signings and stuff. What do you think the Chase Anderson signing, bringing Vinny back, Matt Moore, and we'll get into Matt Moore because I do love your theory that we've talked about a little bit, but the idea of turning him into a weapon out of the bullpen, I think literally couldn't make more sense to me than anything else. Like if they did that, I'd be like, oh, that, that makes sense. I get it. Like I understand what you're doing here, but let's assume as they've seemingly told us that Matt Moore is a starter. Do you think the Chase Anderson, the Matt Moore, bringing Vinny back, do you think Spencer Howard maybe not going to be a part of the rotation to start? Do you think there's maybe they're going to play it a little slower with him than we thought? I do. I think they're going to kind of slow play it a little bit. I think they're worried about that shoulder, um, and rightfully so. I mean, the guy hasn't pitched over 100 innings in, in any level yet. You know, I mean, this is a, this will be the first time, hopefully, that he's ready for that. I would like them to not treat him totally with kid gloves, but I also think that there's underrating Spencer Howard. You know, and he's starting to fall in all these prospect rankings, which always crack me up. Like, 
for me, Spencer Howard last year looked like a rookie. He just looked like a rookie starter. He wasn't perfect. He had some flashes. He lost some velo. I mean, he, I, I, I attribute a lot to his struggles last year to, to losing 10 pounds from earlier in the year and not being totally ready to go um, and losing that leg strength and all of that. So I actually think they're sleeping a little bit on Spencer Howard, but I do think they're going to limit his innings pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good because, you know, I think they're worried about that shoulder and I think they want to have him, you know, maybe for the stretch run or, you know, maybe they want to use him out of the bullpen and they want to have him be like that multi-inning shutdown guy. And sure, that's not the, the highest outcome for Spencer Howard that you want, but we've seen plenty of starters that have started in the bullpen and then gotten back into the into the rotation. And, and if you want to limit his innings, you might as well make them high upside innings, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, having Spencer Howard ready to go in the, the seventh, eighth, maybe even ninth with hopefully 98 out of the bullpen is better than most options. So when we're clamoring for them to keep signing guys and to make that bullpen better. And they, I think they have made the bullpen better. I wonder if Spencer Howard is in their plans in the bullpen to where they can limit his innings, but also maximize his potential versus like, you know, four or five inning starts um, and maybe skipping him every once in a while to try to, to try to limit wear and tear on the elbow. I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I do think that a lot of this comes down to Spencer Howard. Um, and I think that's probably the right way to go at this point. Does it feel, and we'll get into the other signings, but does it feel philosophically, as I'm listening to you talk about this, that this team wants to compete this year but really feels like 2022, 2023 is there when they're really going to go for it? You know what I mean? Because it feels like they're putting together a team that's going to be competitive, that has a chance to make the playoffs, but there are clear holes and there are clear uh, kid gloves with Spencer Howard and all this type of stuff where it feels like they – feel like they're putting together a solid squad, but that they're yeah. maybe looking, especially when we're talking about going over the luxury tax and all that. Is that what you think their, their plan is as an organization? Yeah, maybe. I mean, cause, cause I think about, I think about, I was actually thinking about the same thing the other day. Cause I was just kind of trying to gauge where the Phillies were at. It almost feels like Dombrowski's taking this year as like, yeah, let's compete, whatever. And we'll try. But like, I think they're waiting to get all the, <laughs> the bad Clintech you know, deals kind of off the books. <laughs> I mean, they had Arietta come off this year, and which is a massive help, Robertson and all that stuff. And then next year's another one with Kutch. And it, it's unbelievable, but it's actually not Gene Segura's last year, last year, next year. <laughs> he's, he's, got, he's got one more year on top of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually I actually do think that is part of in their plans. I mean, just thinking about, you know, kind of freeing up that money and, and giving them more flexibility and being able to compete now, put together a pretty good team. Um, but I really do think that next year is going to be their year to fully go in. And I can't believe that, you know, we're a decade removed from making the playoffs. And we're talking about, but like, ah, oh, next year's the year they're going to go all in. It's like, oh, it's called fun. being a Phillies fan. Fun. This Very is, fun. This yes. Is, yes. This is, this is our plight. All right. Next uh, year, let's I get feel to like the, the Phillies every year is next year's the year. I mean, are we, are, are we stuck in our like, our podcast is called high hopes for a reason. It's not called, it's not called. You know, championship trophies. Yeah, right? it's not the name of the pod. No, no, it's like they maybe next year. I mean, we're kind of in a we're kind of in a mid two thousands ish role with the Phillies right now. You know, um, like when they're winning eighty six games and missing the playoffs for like two games every year is off. Boa, the Boa squad. Yes, the Boa years. Underrated. I thought Boa did a better job than people give him credit for. Um, all right. Uh, the bullpen moves. Uh, since we last spoke, Brandon Kinsler to a minor league deal. I'm sure he'll make the major league roster. He's better than 90% of the guys in the well, bullpen. I mean, they paid him They paid him $3 million. $3 million when he gets to the major league roster. Right. Well, and, and also, Hector, it, and Hector, it's so. Right, we'll go one by one. Let's go uh, Kinsler. All right. Well, no, it's, just, it's so, you know, it's so cute. The whole minor league deal thing, but they're paying. I mean, it's so it's so silly. It's like, what are we doing here? Right. Well, I and mean, he's just going to take Sir Anthony's spot when he's uh, put on DL in the seventeenth. So, like, it's <laughs> he's going to be on the major league roster. Like, it's 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 just roster. Ma- he had other offers. Like, right. he could have gone right to a major league deal. Like, this is chicanery, is yes. what it is. Yes, and it, 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 Bryce Harper did not. Uh, Beg for him to be here. To exactly, Bryce Harper's not like come play for our our you know the the Reading Phils, please. Yes, yes, come come work out with the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. Lehigh Valley, it's you'd love it there, Brandon. Yeah, it'll be great for you. Yeah, even yeah. though you've had the uh, sub two five ERA the last. Yeah, two years. you've closed in the majors in the last two years. Yeah, so, yeah it's all good. Yeah, come so on. Kinsler's Kinsler's funny. Um, you know, I I, I like the experience that it'll bring back there. I am just terrified of old relievers who've been good recently that the Phillies bring in. I know that's 
kind of unfair of me because I, I think that's generally a stupid strategy. And, scarred. Right. Scarred. And it's not like they're paying him real money, so it's not like, you know, it's not like Robertson or whatever. It's it's a it's a pretty uh a pretty low risk, decently three million for one year is fine. Right. It's totally fine. Yes. Right. But I, I, I have I have Jared Hughes uh, uh, vibes from this, you know, Jared. Oh, stop! I know. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? What are you doing here? And I, and I know, I what know that, I know that JT probably listens to the podcast. So JT, I'm sorry JT for, for Jared Hughes. JT just did the eye roll right now. Is listening. He just did that eye roll like in reaction. He couldn't even help it. You said Jared Hughes, and it happens like a, a instinct. It's like a, a reaction. Right. So uh, JT, I'm very sorry. I, I just like. It's like, and I think he's good. Like, I think he'll be good. Ultimately, it was a good signing and, you know, whatever. It's just 91 mile an hour throwers with sink, like sinker ballers don't exactly excite me. And I generally just wait for them to fall off a cliff and and give it all back. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen here. And I do like how competitive he is. I like, you know, I, he kind of rallied that Marlins bullpen behind him last year, just with the whole Ricky Batalico calling them bottom feeders thing. You know, he kind of took that and uh, took that and ran with it. So, you know, I do think he brings value to leadership back there. Um, I think he provides. You know, he's closed. He's had twelve saves last year. I mean, he's he's closed games in the major leagues. And I just I just hope that at age thirty seven, this isn't the year it all comes apart for him. Yeah. But I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, but the Phillies just have not had luck. With these kind of signings, and it's it's only three million dollars. I get it, and I think he's I think he's going to be good. But there's just there's just some scars for me. Yeah, I totally get that. I'm I I'm fine with it. I don't. I we had so many horrendous relievers last year who were young and unproven and all that that I, I'm not scarred either way. I'm just whenever the bullpen comes into a game, I'm gonna be scarred because last season, like just flat out. But I'll I'll feel better with Brandon Kinsler coming out there than a lot of guys. Like again, he has had a a solid track record, certainly, especially like later in his career. I mean, really the best years of his career have been like the last four years, you know? So you feel good about that. You feel like he's figured out who he is and all that. And again, just a a a professional major league baseball reliever who's gotten big outs before to me. It's like, I'm down. <laughs> that's how, that's how beaten down I am, Jack. Like what you've a gotten novel outs in major league baseball games before. Sure. Yeah. Come on in, please. Come on down. Come on down. Uh, and look, you save games, all that stuff. I, I'm, I'm very fine with designing. I have no issues with it in on that. Another yeah. one, Hector Rondon, I think maybe even a better signing considering the money. I mean, Rondon for 1.75, like another guy who's actually saved games in Major League Baseball before. What do you think about the Rondon move? All right, so first thing I want to figure out, is it Rondon or is it Rondon? So I have heard Rondon, and we know, trust me, you don't need to go into the whole thing. I know. I'm not the foremost expert on this. I'm not claiming to be the baseball man when it comes to these names. But I'm pretty sure it's Rondon. I, think, I feel pretty confident. Okay. Well, I think it's Rondon, and we can oh, let oh. We, oh, we can man. let we can let the high hopes listeners let us please, know because please, I've always please. called him Hector Rondon. So uh, we all remember when you called Anthony Rondon yeah. Anthony Rondon. I remember. All right. I remember this one. I I used to call him Rondon too. I'm pretty sure it's Rondon. Okay. Okay. It doesn't sound right. I'm just gonna be honest. It doesn't I'm sound. Sure right. it doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't. Um. Yeah. So he's interesting because like his velo didn't really drop off last year, but he got crushed with his fastball. Like it was still 96, 97. Um. But it was getting smoked. Like I, I watched some uh some of him on like Baseball Savant, and I my main takeaway was like, wow, no one liked missing down the middle quite like Hector Rondon last year. So. Um, not the best idea or not the best takeaway, I guess, from, from a first impression standpoint, but you know, at least he throws hard. I I know that sounds crazy, but at least he throws hard. And I think if he's still throwing hard, you don't see that dip in velocity. And he was pretty nasty a couple years ago. I really used to love watching him pitch. I always felt like the ball exploded out of his hands. And yeah, um, the Cubs, he was good. He was legit. Yeah, with the Cubs. Yeah, he was. Um, and those Astros teams and all that. So I uh, I've always liked watching him pitch. I've always watched him and think, wow, this guy has some stuff. Um, it's the right kind of guy to give back there. Again, a minor league deal doesn't really hurt them. At least it's not. At least it has upside on like you know Bud Norris and 
all that from last year. And I think it's the right kind of guy to give the Caleb Cotham and those guys and um, just kind of look at his look at uh, you know his pitch design. And uh, boy, that's that's a nerdy nerdy term. But uh, his- oh, it's so nerdy. By the way, so real quick, <laughs> should we t- should we try this out? I pulled up a video of him pitching. Okay. Let okay. Hold on. How's it sound? I'm gonna turn the volume. Let's see. Ready? Yeah. Oh, love to hear that. Love to hear that. So yeah, so with pitch design, you know, I think that they can get him back to maybe. You know what he was doing well and and all that fun stuff. So you know the the deep... Rondo, yes, my guy, yes, your guy that you knew his name this whole time. Um, I, I'm so annoyed with this. Yeah, I'm you so know, annoyed. You're great at a lot of things, James. Names you are. It's just not your strong suit. I hate you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hector Rondo. Damn it, Hector Rondon. Yep. Not what even... happened, buddy? Yeah, I did. I did. That didn't sound right off the uh, when uh-huh, he when he said uh-huh. it. So I'm glad. Uh-huh. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, I'm excited to have him here. Uh, I, You're wait, excited you know, to have him here. Yeah. Don't, don't you think it's a little uh, strong? Excited? You know, again, I, I okay. Again, I'm at the point where any guy who has gotten outs in major league games is like, sure, I'll take a shot on you. I'm so beaten down, Jack. And I have not felt the fervent need to fix this bullpen. That's been my – I've enjoyed the Phillies front office. I mean, for, uh, fr- Phillies offseason, front office is offseason, whatever you're going to say. I've enjoyed it. I think for the most part, you know, they're running it back. <laughs> for the most part, I mean, let's be real. But I have not – like, if it was me, if it were me, excuse me, the subjunctive, let's mm-hmm. be right here. Sure. If it were me – and I were in charge as we did our perfect off season. Like I'm putting more resources into the bullpen. Like I am spending, I know it's a crap shoe ever, but like I'm coming off the worst bullpen in the history of the freaking sport, at least in modern times in the sport, the worst ever. Like I, I can't let that happen again. I can't do that to my fan base event. I love the Bradley signing, but otherwise it really feels like they've kind of been like, oh, let's sign these lower radar guys, under the radar guys. And again, I'm that's where I'm at. I'm excited to have Kinsler here. I'm excited to have Rondone here. But it doesn't feel like the urgency to fix this bullpen has been enough for me. I, that's my biggest criticism. And again, I'm pretty happy with what they've done. But my biggest criticism is like – you should have done everything possible. Like, whatever you have to do. I almost say, like, forget other positions. Fix this bullpen. Like, we can't do this again. And I'm not sure that it's happened. Like, I feel better about it, but I definitely don't feel, like, awesome with this pen. Yeah, I mean, and and let me say this. I like the Archie Bradley signing at the moment. I could love uh, it's it. It's a good point. It's a good point. I loved it when it first happened, right. and since I've backed off a little bit. Uh, I, but I, not <laughs> for baseball reasons. Just so Yes. Say. I mean, I currently like the Archie Bradley signing, but I want to back get back to loving the Archie Bradley yeah, signing. It's a great point, Jack. So, it's a great point. I don't a, wanna, it was a misstep by me. It's a great point. Yeah, I don't want to go overboard, but I'm just saying there is one thing that could happen that could get us back fully in on Archie Bradley. So I mean, we we would be calling it probably the greatest signing of the offseason if you know something happened. Yeah, we would get the the most the 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 best Phillies fans in the in the country fully behind the team again. And that's what I don't get. Like, why wouldn't you want to come on and talk to the best Phillies fans that there are? Like yes. the top Phillies fans, the ones who care the most, the ones who literally think about it twenty four hours a day, who eat, breathe, and sleep Phillies again diseased Phillies fans. Like, why? I don't understand why you wouldn't want to reach out to that group of people. I'm just saying. Yeah, so, yeah, whatever, whatever. We, whatever. we, 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 whatever. we, like, we like the signing. Not sold yet. <laughs> <laughs> so so, to, so make me feel better about the bullpen, Jack. Make me feel better. Yeah, uh, make you feel better about the bullpen? Yes, I don't please. Know if I, can make, I don't know if I can make you feel better about the bullpen. No, Great. I, awesome. No, but, like, but, I, but I also th- I don't think you're... I don't think you're totally factoring in, and I and I get it because we haven't seen these guys, and I know that I'm the prospect guy, and I'm the guy that believes in these guys <laughs> probably a little <laughs> bit too much, like me and their parents, right? Like that's that's who support yes. them as much as I actually think with Nick Pavetta that for a time 
you loved him more than his parents, or certainly, certainly did more for his career than his parents did. There's yeah. no question about well, that. Well, no, I would say it was, it was, it was four people. Okay, it was okay. Nick's mom, Nick's dad, me, and Hyam Bloom. <laughs> well, Hyam only because of you, so yes. it's like one because of the other, right? Yes. I mean, if we're being real about that's, it. That's right. Glass now two point oh. Um, um, oh, what a, I can't believe it's reached Red Sox Nation. Like I want, I want. Glass now two point oh. What are we doing? I know. What are we doing here? I know. I want to warn him. Like I want to say he's not because he's not. I mean, he's not Glass now two point oh. Um, absurdity. Like what are we? Th- Glass now six seven yes. and a, like a freak. What are we doing? What are we like, talking about? And throws like a hundred. You know, and has rise. Did you hear the the Glass now story about what he does to get angry? Did you see that? Yes, it was hilarious. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I love he also it. looks way too much like the guy from Peaky Blinders. Oh, he's way too handsome. Tyler Glass now is a a handsome fellow. Yeah, he looks like the guy from Peaky Blinders, and I can never tell. Who I don't is watch who. Peaky Blinders, well, all right, so I can't all right. corroborate that. Well, but uh, no, no, he's no, a no. handsome dude. No, while I am talking here for a second, I need you to look, look up. Look it the, up. Okay, yes, okay. Look up the so Peaky Blinders. What's the name? Do I just say guy from Peaky Blinders? Yeah, like or what? the lead. Like, if you just type in Peaky Blinders, Tom Hardy. Are you talking about Tom Hardy? No, Isn't he the lead of Peaky Blinders? I don't know. I've never watched the show. Okay, Peaky Blinders. Yeah, I, I think it's Tom Hardy, right? Isn't he the, the guy on it? I love Tom Hardy, but I don't think he really looks like Glass now. Oh, you're talking about Cillian Murphy. Yes. For sure. Yes. yes. He totally looks. That, Jack, that is so perfect. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. It, it's one of the most on point things you've ever said. Tyler Glass now is silly. If they ever made the Tyler Glass now story, Cillian Murphy is the lock of all locks to play him. What a good call. Hundred percent with you. I, I. Why would they make a Tyler Glass now story? I'm just saying. No, man, I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying to. They I'm, might. I'm they trying to. Might. I'm trying to go maybe through my head. The best pitcher in the history of baseball, Jack. That's on the table. Yeah. Well, maybe if he could figure out how to get outs <laughs> in the postseason, he'd be a little better. But um, um, yeah, he's he. Yeah. If you go, if you don't know what we're ta- if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> because we just it was a total non sequitur out of nothing. I yeah. know, I know. What we're talking about is uh, Chaim Bloom. I guess uh, through the Athletic the other day was competing with Eric Neander, who uh, should have still come here, but we're fine. Um, and he said that the the, the report was that Chaim Bloom thinks that Nick Pavetta is glass now two point oh, and uh, I would just like to tell you, Chaim, he's not. Um, but that's okay. I hope the best for you, and I hope he. Well, I don't know if I hope he turns into Glass Now Two Point Actually, I do hope he turns into Glass Now Two Should I mean it's After, definitely the best outcome? For oh you. my gosh! I mean, every still James. Every freaking day I get Pavetta. Sure. It's sure. every day. It's every day. So yes, I would like to be proven right. That is true. That is me. Um, I that is so you. Yeah. <laughs> so you. Yes. So um, yes. I don't know which is more. Which is a more ridiculous comp? Pavetta being Glass now two point or Kingery being uh Dustin Bedroya with more talent? Oh man, it's hard to say, man. <laughs> they're they're both they're both really bad. <laughs> they're both both are rough. They're comps. both bad. Yes, they're not good. Yes, it's not good. Um, so back to the bullpen. Um, yes. I was about to say, where were we? We were at the bullpen. We were at the bullpen. I uh, I do believe in the Phillies bullpen, um, and I believe in it because of guys taking step forwards like a Connor Brogdon, like a Jojo Romero, like a Damon Jones. You know, these guys that are coming up through the minor leagues that are starting to throw harder, starting to figure their stuff out, starting to actually have wipeout stuff. Maybe for Francisco Morales late in the year, I think he's a a bullpen kind of guy. So yes, you know, some of the moves they make is good. I mean, uh, Jose Alvarado, Archie Bradley, we like the Archie Bradley move. Don't love the Archie Bradley move just yet. We could of course get to the loving standpoint, but um, you know, and, and Kensler's good adding more depth from that standpoint, but I am just very bullish on, on Brogdon Romero, Damon Jones, Francisco Morales. If they want to put Vinny back there, you know, I, God forbid another Vinny breakout year, but I, I'm buying in once again, baby. Well, I'd rather have him there than as the fifth starter. That's right, for sure. Right, but but you're giving those kind of weapons to the to the back end of the bullpen. And you're... This is what, what Jack's trying to say here without saying yes. it is he has the utmost, fullest, completest belief in Caleb Cotham. That's really what that you're trying to it's say. It's not just am I right, it's, or am I right? It's, it's Caleb Cotham, but it's also Travis Hergert, and it's also Pat Robles. 
And like my guys down in the player development, I believe in what they're doing. And I just think that they're going to get the, the optimum outcome out of the talent that is coming through the minor leagues. And I think that we started to just see that last year with JoJo and, and Brogdon. And I anticipate all of this getting better. So, yes, it is it is bullish. I understand it is it is shooting for the moon. But it's what I believe, and I believe in 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 those guys, and I believe in the guys coming up through the system. Okay, uh, I want to get to what's next. Did they do enough NLEs quickly? Can we just do this as as quickly as human humanly possible? Win loss? Just no, flat out no. Uh, win loss. We're going through 162. Was that your plan for tonight? I thought that's what we're, there... I thought that's what we're leading with. <laughs> okay. Uh, we can quickly just agree, like flat out no on yes. Adubel Herrera, and we yes. can just move forward. Yes. Okay. I, there's cool. there's no cool. reason he should. That be back is uh, yes. That is us addressing the Adubel Herrera situation. No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> next. Um, what's next? Are they done? Um, I don't know. I I, I there's just a there's a I don't know how close they are to the luxury tax. I don't know what their budget is. I don't know that off the top of my head. We should check. Johnny Heller's been really good. I know. With I know. And I feel like he always puts I'll it out. I'll take a quick look. I, well, I feel like he always puts it out like in the middle of the podcast, you know, which is much appreciated. <laughs> um, so, uh, again, I don't know exactly where they are, but I just think that, you know, if 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 a Paxton, a Taewon Walker, like these guys, you know, um, you know, some of the bullpen pieces that are still out there, if we're getting closer to spring training, I can just see Middleton and just being that competitive spirit that I do think he is, just being like, these guys will make my team better next year. Let's give it a shot. So I don't, I think they would, I think in their heads, they're probably done. You know, you, you might see some, some minor signings and whatever. That'll probably be like the, the Matt Joyce's and, and Brandon you know, Kinsler's better than that, but you know what I mean? Like the, the scrap heap type, but I just think the longer these guys stay out there, I could see them pulling the trigger on a on a bigger ish name and um and just saying, listen, we're gonna try to compete this year and this guy makes us better and we're getting him in a massive discount. So I don't know if they're done, um, but I I I think the big signings are done, but I I do still think that if one of these guys are out there, I could totally see them being like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just let's just sign them. I hope so. And uh, for what it's worth, last time Johnny tweeted about it was February 3rd. Uh, they were $7 million below where they were last year. I think they've made signings since then. So well, they're Kinsler, probably pretty. Yeah, Kinsler was after that. Yeah. And that's my ideal. So I guess it doesn't count until it becomes a major deal. But I'm sure they're budgeting for that and all that. Yeah. But the point is, they're, they're right up against it. You know, if anything else, a small move or two. It is interesting that they were connected to Paxson and Walker and uh, Jake Odorizzi, those like top three starters still in the market. God, um, I would be so happy. Like, ah, uh, any of the three, any, like any of those three guys, what a win. I know. What, well, and what it's a, like, what a win it would be for as excited as you were for the JT and uh DD podcast. Like, I don't know, man, I would be just as ecstatic to have one of those guys just at this point, given our rotation and being able to add one of those pieces to this rotation would just, I'd be over the moon. It changes everything, especially if we're, we're under the assumption, like we talked about before, that we don't expect Spencer Howard to be a contributor, at least certainly early in the season and maybe even really the first half of the season or whatever. And then, like you said, then the optionality of oh, saying, all right, come up, but put you. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Shout out to Sam. That's our guy. Um, like that, that it does give you optionality, though. It allows you to say, all right, you know, we can bring Spencer Howard up and make him a, a two inning dominant you know, seventh, eighth inning guy or whatever. I mean, that's a massive weapon if they're competing and all that type of stuff. So I do think that the more stars they have, the more flexibility they have from that perspective. And and the guys they got now, it's it's hope. It's it's potentially good innings or or maybe Matt Moore is better than we expect or whatever. But if you sign an Odorizzi, a Paxson or a Walker, like it's like, all right, that's our that's our four, really our three in certain cases. But like we're set. Like we're good. Now we're just kind of figuring out the fifth starter because before we had felt so confident with the three as, you know, the obvious three and then, and then Howard. And then it's like, all right, Vinny or Anderson or whoever, like now it's like, Oh, like if they don't do something else, we could. And, and Matt Moore turns into the reliever. Potentially we, we think he could be most effective as, I mean, you're talking about Chase Anderson and, and Vinny or something like that as your four or five. And that's very not compelling. So I, I'm with you. I, I do think that hopefully they'll look at this squad and say, you know what? 
screw it, you know, let's go a little bit more in or whatever. Or if nothing else, obviously you hope that if they're competitive, and I do think that if they're competitive and they have an opportunity to trade for something later on that puts them over, I, I do think that that's a situation where they would absolutely do it. Um, but, you know, it is, you know, it's it's hope at this point with that. Um, so with that in mind, like, do you think they did enough? <sighs> I'm very happy with the offseason. You know, just the fact that DD's back, JT's back, um, the, the Archie Bradley signing was big. The Alvarado trade was interesting. I would still like one more interesting trade. I don't know. Like, trades excite me. I, I, just want to I know. You've I been know. asking one for a while. I know. I, I, mean, feel like, I feel like since we started this podcast, my only yeah. thing is like, can I get one cool trade? Um, but yeah, I think they, I think from what I was expecting and given the, the, luxury tax constraints yeah I, I think they did I, I i would have preferred uh a higher upside signing uh with the chase anderson and matt more money but you know whatever i mean hopefully it works out hopefully you get like i don't know four years ago matt more um so yeah i, I i'm i'm fine with it i am happy with the offseason and i think it's just setting the table for for a good year that they could make the playoffs and then really next offseason is hopefully you know, they add another big piece. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. All right, before we get to the uh, take bag, last thing, uh, for me at least, uh, and at least, you know, uh, Braves bring back Ozuna. They've had a nice offseason. Um, the Nationals didn't do a ton, but, you know, still have some talent, certainly so don't all that. The Mets, of course, with a massive offseason and potentially still more, though. Please sign Jake Arrieta. He was great here. Yes. New York Mets. If Stevie, Uncle Steve, I know you listen. He's great. Jake Arrieta is such a wonderful guy to have on your team in, in every aspect. So certainly sign him. Great, um, great for you, the great for the young players too. Yeah, he's just a great guy to have around. Like really, just an awesome guy who yep. everyone loves. The fans love him. The players love him. It'll be great. Uh, he will never throw any other players under the bus. He'll take mm -hmm. it all on himself when he has issues. It'll right. be great. Um, did they? Where do you think they stack up? Right now, because I think, you know, you look around the NL East, you talk a lot. I think a lot of people are saying fourth best team. Some people saying fifth best team. I see no. third best team here and there. You, know, you really don't see them in those top two spots much. How do you think they stack up right now with, you know, potentially a few more moves to go in this division? But for the most part, these teams kind of looking what they'll probably look like to start the season. Well, let me tell you one thing, James. Uh, I saw the Pakoda projections the other day. I will, wins. I, about will, it? I will eat a freaking shoe if the Mets win 95 games. Get out of here with that crap. That Mets team is not winning 95 games. I don't care. I don't think so either. They're but still like, the Mets. I think, I think they're more likely to win 95 than 85. Well, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, 85 is a playoff team, potentially. Potentially. I, I was I was annoyed when I saw the 95. Let's not let's not overrate the Mets. Although although once a week I feel like I forget they traded for Lindor. You know, Lindor. That's the biggest re like he's. I know he changes everything. Like he changes everything. I it's just I just can't believe that Lindor. I, it's, I it breaks my soul. He's my favorite guy. Like he's my favorite guy. I know. I'm so bummed. I know. I try not to think about it. I try. I, I try. I know. I know. You're the one who brought it up. I know. Sure. But either way, they're not winning 95 games. Although. Uh, there's two Mets rumors out there today that are well. So the one, the one, Pac, the one is scary. If they sign Paxson, it's like oh, oh no, no, no. Cool. that's that's not what I'm talking about. There's there's one that's way. Scary. Oh, there's another there's, one. There's, oh, great, awesome. There's one that's way scarier than that. I'll tell you that in one second. The first one is the Chris Bryant trade. That one's still apparently out there that oh, they funny. might be working on. But you know, Chris Bryant, whatever. He's good, but he. I agree with you. He's good, but I I'm not ready to say that Chris Bryant is a. You know, a superstar. Yeah, don't cut this audio if, if he has a bounce back here. Um, <laughs> Former, like, MVP-level player Chris Bryant. Yeah, yes, yes. And let's never bring up Bryant Lent um, in this discussion. But the other one is from, from Craig Carton. What What's Bryant Lent? I know. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, from Craig Carton up in New York. He said that uh, they have touched base with the A's about a Matt Chapman trade. So. Oh, shut up. <laughs> shut up, Carton. Shut up. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be devastating. Shut up, Chris. That would be absolutely devastating. Wait, Matt Chapman's such an ace guy. Like, he's cheap. He's, he's one of the best players in this position, the sport. Like, don't, what are you doing? Yeah, don't but you me. know, he's also such I know a, that yes. he's coming up. They're going to have to pay him. Like, yep. I get it. I know how yep. the A's do their thing. I'm just not, not, not down with that. Yes. All right. Yeah. Next offseason, I need the Phillies to be in on the Matt Chapman trade sweeps. Yeah, move Boom to first. Yes. 
do whatever the hell you want with Reese Hoskins. Bring me Mac Chapman. Oh, How about that? I love him. Um, so yes, that is that is terrifying if they if they trade for Matt Chapman. But um, you know the Mets, sure they'll be right up there. I just I trust the Braves will probably win the division. I think the Phillies are the third best team in the division. I think the Marlins stink. You know I'm not I'm so, I'm so not on this Marlins like like oh like they're gonna be they're just building and building and no the, the, I I think the Marlins stink and I just don't buy into the Nationals talent. I just I don't you know I think it's a bunch of old dudes. I think they're fine. You know. Um, Soto's Soto versus Acuna for the MVP is going to be amazing. Um, but I, I just, I don't buy into that team anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't see the talent there. I don't see the, the moves they made this offseason as something to really be worried about. And I just, I had this weird feeling about Dombrowski that I, I just trust the way that he puts together a baseball team. I think they'll be competitive next year. And, um, I, I think they'll, I think they'll have the third best record in the NL East. And, uh, you know, I am really genuinely excited for the NL East. You know, we talk about all the time the NFC East and, like, I, you know, I, I am uh, working here, obviously. Our average listener is probably, what, like 35 to, well, is it 35 to 54-ish, James, you would say? Are you talking on, like, radio? Yes, at WIP. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, our yeah average, something that, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe even a little older, but yeah. Yeah, dude, and I'm so jealous every single time people talk about the 90s NFC East. And that's kind of where we're at with today's NL East. Like, it's loaded, man. Like, it is legitimately loaded. It should be a battle. And really, rivalries are just great for the sport. They're great for baseball. Northeast baseball is different. Um, and it's just th- those rivalries are going to be back. And hopefully, hopefully, we're back in the ballpark to enjoy it because it's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight. And I just I cannot wait. I cannot wait to get started. I mean, with 48 days. I mean, 48 days from opening day. I can't, crazy. I can't believe we're 48 days from opening day. It's crazy. I can't either. I, I It's still, because there was so much uncertainty. It's like, is it really happening? Are they really going to start on time all that stuff? Uh, I'm with you with the NL East. I actually, to be honest, I actually fear the Marlins more than Nats. I agree with you. I think the Phillies are in that three range. Um, I think the Marlins, look, the Marlins have young talent, and they could take a step forward. I mean, as we know, just with the top of the rotation, I mean, that's, it's good. It's really good. You can be with it. Jazz Chisholm's a really good player who got a taste last year coming up. More than anything, I think I actually think Mattingly's a really good manager. Oh, I've been really impressed with him. Get out of here. I think Mattingly's good. I oh. think he does a good job. Um, so but I agree with you. I think the Nationals are are I'm not super scared. Effie's, but I'm not really scared of the Nats. I, I just think the Mets and Braves are are definitively better. It doesn't always play out that way, but I, I do feel that way. But um, I agree with you for the most part. Speaking of of a month away or a little over a month away, like we do have a schedule. The Phillies open against the Braves on April first. I know, I know. I saw like, that's a that's a thing. It's gonna happen apparently. I saw it too. I saw it today. Um, and I literally got butterflies. I was. Braves, Mets, Braves, Mets. You got bet. So you go three against the Braves, oh. three against the Mets, three against the Braves, four against the Mets. Let's. Bleeping go. Are we doing win-loss? Are we doing win-loss right now? It's too many games. It's too many games. Give me 162, baby. Give me 162. <laughs> Are we doing win-loss? <laughs> Can you imagine a worse oh. decision for a podcast or radio show to do than to go win-loss for 162 games? Listen, all I'm saying— It's up there. All I'm saying is if I get an overnight shift before baseball season, I'm spending an hour— <laughs> I know you are. —doing 162-win-loss. So, wait, it, go, it goes Braves-Mets. Braves? Braves-Mets, Braves-Mets. Oh! Yeah. So sounds, first, like, sounds like sounds like nine and three, James. Their first 13 games are against the Mets and the Braves. When is the first rant— Oh, I can't wait. It's good. Mets, like literally Mets Braves. Like the, the look, it does present an interesting situation for the Phillies where if somehow they could just start the season hot, like it really is a big deal. Like if you could start off, you know, 11 and five in those games or oh. something, and obviously, you know, or whatever. No, I said 13 games, excuse me. Uh, like it. 10 and three or, or nine and four, like, it's a big advantage. You know, you, you do set yourself up well. Baseball, when you get off to a hot start, it really does make a big difference throughout the course of the season That's for right. so many reasons. That's so. right. That's right. It's a good win-loss breakdown right there. You know what I'm terrible? Oh, crush it. You know what sucks crush. is, like, 
all year. We can't wait for opening day in the first month and like baseball every night. And then, dude, by like the fourth game, we're like, I hate this team again. Like, it's there, there's always I'm like so the, ready. I'm <laughs> so ready for that. I can't wait to hate this. They do game. start at home though, which is fun. Yeah, starting at home. Oh first, no, uh, first six at home. Oh, yeah. the stupid! I freaking it's the dumbest thing in the history of sports. Is opening day oh, on Thursday day and know, off it. day Friday. It. I, you can bring the DH back in the NL for all I care. Enough with the stupid freaking day off I, after the I first game so of the season. So oh, it's, it's such a joke. It's such a joke. Oh, it's awful. By the way, James, April 19th, do you see what's on that day? Do I see what is on April 19th? Oh, buddy. Gabe. 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 What other good stuff? I'm just cycling through. All Star break, July 12th. You excited for that? Ready for the All Star game? Chaim and the uh, Red Sox. No, prior it's in, to that, it's in Boston. Ooh, I would love to go to the. I would love to go to Fenway. Have you never been to Fenway? Well, I've been to Fenway and I've toured Fenway, but I've never seen a yeah, game. Yeah, so no, Fenway. you've not. So, so no. I actually, I actually it. am. Not, I am gonna make that happen. I'm, we're please. I'll go to Fenway. Let's should, do it. Should Fenway's do a, great. Should we do I haven't a, been uh, there in a while? Should we do a high hopes road trip? High hopes road trip to Fenway? Yes. Love that, that, love when we impromptu plan things on this podcast. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like maybe the best. How about this? Tweet us. If you're interested in a high hopes trip to Boston, oh. let's hope we're all vaccined yes. up by yes. then and all that good stuff. <laughs> let's make but sure there's people allowed in the stands. Yeah, assuming the world allows this to happen, I am very in for Fenway in July. Are you? Let us know because – I. I will. I'm in. I'll make it happen. So you know so. what I'm. You know what I'm looking for right now, James. Oh, you know. Guess. Are you Are you looking down? Um. Uh. June 14th. Do you see the significant- June 14th? Uh. Oh, buddy. A first West Coast fills. Uh, which is beautiful. I'm oh. happy it's that long that I get a little break before too many West Coast games. Oh, I love. There's, dude. I swear. So this I is, love this West is a Coast perfect. Fills. Perfect, perfect exemplification of our ages because I too used to love West Coast Phil. Oh, what, a, what an excuse to stay up to one in the morning and watch the Phil's. It's so great. Now I'm like, bleep my life because I have to stay up till 1 2 o'clock in the morning and then go to work the next day. So, yeah, I'm an old man. I'll take it. Oh. I'm already I'm already getting giddy about West Coast I'm Bills. I'm sure but you are, buddy. I'm sure you, you know are. What I, you know what I always think about, though, is like, do you remember the game that touched towards ACL? And it was like we had to wait till freaking like 2 in the morning to oh, or like so 2.30 in the morning just to see if, if the, the news was out and it, was, it wasn't. Also, um, we, get a Yanks, we get Yanks and Red Sox this year again, which would be exhilarating. I love I love playing the Yankees and Red Sox. It just you know me makes too. makes me feel like baseball is like baseball again. So yeah, it feels baseball. I uh, I'm, it's a perfect way to put it. James, when I say I'm sorry, the, the a tear is starting to come down my cheek. <laughs> I believe it. Oh. You know, you, I I I so believe it. Oh, um, all right, so what do you got in the take bag? Because I'm done. Uh, all right, from from one thing to another. How about this? Do I have permission to take? Uh, yes, that's the point. That's what we do. Matt Moore is going to be Drew Pomerantz 2.0 here. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's see him getting out. Oh, right? dude, Drew Pomerantz stunk before two years ago. I think I can believe in Matt Moore a little bit. Sure. Here's why. Two reasons. One, 87-mile-an-hour cutter is what he was averaging in 2019 with the Detroit Tigers. He allowed one bunt base hit off of it. I understand it was a start and a half. And a total of nine innings, but, but, um, <laughs> it was, it was diving, um, and it's a really good tunneling pitch off of his knuckle curveball, which I'll get to in one second. But, um, it's it was eighty seven. It finally had some depth to it. I think if he can get it to eighty nine ninety miles per hour again. I think the cutter is a legitimate weapon for him. But the reason why Matt Moore is going to turn into Drew Pomerantz 2.0, and please credit this podcast if it happens, and if it does not happen, please do not credit this podcast. (laughs) Um, It's because of that knuckle curve. And in his career, out of 863 pitches to left-handers with his knuckle curve, James, how many hits do you think 
that Matt Moore has allowed. So, eight, how many he batters is, was has, it? Or no, no, no. He's, 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 he's thrown 863 pitches. Out of those, how many have they resulted in hits? Oh, 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 I got you. Um... Uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess lower than I probably would have because obviously you wouldn't ask question. Let's say 55. 45. Um, so he's allowed okay. 45. Good. So that's really low. I guessed very low on purpose. Yes, 45. He's allowed a total of I believe 13 extra base hits. Um, out of 863 pitches. So, um, that pitch is a weapon, and I and just in watching some of the stuff last year in. Japan still had the same kind of uh, movement that it had when it was over here. Um, so I think if they want to turn him into that, um, it would be it would be delightful. So um, I'm buying some Matt Moore stock. Uh, just I, this is going to sound weird, but late at nights when I have nothing to do and I don't really want to go to bed yet, I think about Matt Moore and I start to to do some deep dives <laughs> into Matt Moore and why I believe in him. What's um, funny is that it doesn't sound weird to anyone who listens to this podcast. Yeah, it should. Yeah. You're right. It should sound weird. It doesn't. I know. Well, because Jill, uh, so she doesn't really fall asleep well if we go to bed together. So I've been trying to let her to go to bed first. Oh, and look I, at you. Yeah, and I'll stay up extra late just so that she can fall asleep. Wait, hold-, hold up. So is that a you thing or is that like a TV thing? Like Emily, Emily has uh, over the years, I, I have I have gotten away from watching TV when I go to bed because Emily is not great with the TV on when she goes to bed. But like I can read a book or whatever. Um, but I've I've just grown out of watching TV. In the bed. Is it a TV thing or is it a you thing? Uh, it's a me thing. We don't have a TV. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a me thing. Um, yeah, it's, hard to blame her. Yeah, it. yeah, it. it's it's a, it's definitely a me thing. So I just try to let her hopefully fall asleep, and then I can kind of slide in late at night and hopefully not wake everyone up. So um, yes, I uh, so I've been staying up a little bit later, thinking a lot about Matt Moore, um, and it's great. It's I great. think you might need to find better uses of your time. I don't know. Listen, I'm just saying. listen. I don't think I do. Anyway. Um, I know you don't. Trust me, I know you don't. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm not going to talk about Vinny tonight because I would just like, no, Please you know don't. what? It would, we're having such a good time. You know, we're having such a good time. I know. I know. But here's a tease for next podcast. Are the real ones here 50 plus minutes in? Whatever. Don't ruin it for them. Here's a tease for next podcast. Buying Ooh. back into Vinny Velasquez. I'll explain yeah! why. <laughs> all right, are we done? Is that was that the end of the pod? Did no. you just say, all right, no. I'm time to be done. Nope. So I'm just gonna say this thing that's gonna end it because nope. you know. Nope, I got more. Um, I would like to uh say goodbye to a friend of the podcast, uh Phil Goslin, signed with Barrow. the signed with the LA Angels. Uh, he officially becomes Shout out to Barrows. He officially becomes the best player in the Angels. And well there there has been Lately, a lot of talk, different sport, obviously, but there's been a lot of talk about, oh, will you root for Carson Wentz when he goes to another team? And and who cares is my point about that. But what I will say is you're GD right. I am rooting for Phil Goslin on another team. Shout out to Barrels. We yes. love you. Yes, I'm going to miss you, buddy. Um, um, the Phillies gave Open Ned an invitation if you want to come on the pod and talk about Mike Trout and tell us, you know, if he has any regrets any, you know, maybe that wants to get traded to Philly. I don't know if you want to give us some of that, you know, inside scoop on Trout. We're here, Phil. So uh, don't forget your, you know, your people. I don't want to talk about Benedict Trout, but um, <laughs> that would be that would be intriguing. Can we ask him? How Do you many... think he went there to play with Trout? You think he was like, I gotta go play with Mike. Wait, I mean, come on, Trout. Trout. Trout uh, does draw stars to come play with him in L.A. So. I, I could, <laughs> I could totally see that. Um, the Phillies gave a two-year extension to Ned Rice. Um, I actually really like it, and I know that sounds weird, but the guy it does sound. I know, but like, so he. he I've you learned... just want a little bit of Matt Clentag to still be there and yes. still be involved. Is that what you're? That's exactly. He's what... like the 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 Matt Clentag proxy yes, that could still be involved. Exactly. Oh wait, Matt Clentag's still there. Never mind. Yes. So yeah, okay. But from what I what I've learned about Ned Rice is that he was the point man on the Harper deal. He was he he. I mean, he read the JT Real Muto market. So for as much credit as we gave Clentag for reading the market right, 
I think it was more Ned Rice. So, um, and and Dombrowski shouted him out the other day with the the DD deal, and we both felt like the DD deal was a smart deal. So, um, I think it's a smart thing to keep Ned Rice around. I don't want him to be my GM, but I I'm glad he's here for the next two years. Um, and my final thing is, and I you know we have to do it. Um, uh, R.I.P. Pedro Gomez. You know, uh, just in watching ESPN over the years, every time he came on, I feel like he just put me in a better mood. And he was a, a smart guy, funny guy, seemed to love baseball. Um, and just that news this week was 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 pretty tough to see. Yeah, big time. And and like you said, was one of those guys who, like, just it seemed like like Karkjian. You know, one of those guys who, when you watch him, you could just like how much they love the sport oozes out of them. You know, it's almost like they can't keep it in like this, just effervescent love for the sport of baseball. And as people like us, the disease Phillies fans and disease baseball fans that we are like, I know I'm speaking for you. When I say, when you see people like that, we feel a connection to them, like drawn to them because that's, how we feel about baseball. And when you see people in these national positions who like, and especially with so many people who it feels like don't love the sport they cover or talk about, um, I'm with you. Uh, Pedro's um, outlook and attitude towards baseball was super refreshing. And I, I really appreciated him. So I'm with you. That was a tough one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So um, tough one losing Pedro Gomez. And, uh, you know, just this, this, the 2021 is not off to a hot start. Um, no, yeah. no, we got lost. Hank is one after the other. I it's know. not great. I know. I know. Chick Korea today. I know that probably won't mean anything to you, but Chick Korea died. That's a huge bummer. One of the great jazz pianists of all time. Awesome, awesome musician. Mm. R.I.P. Chick Korea. Mm. <laughs> I didn't think it would matter to you. There is someone listening to this pod right now who's like, you're damn right, Seltzer. Chick Korea was a genius, and I'm going to miss him. So well, to that person who is listening right now, I'm with you. R.I.P. Well, Chick Korea. Rest in power, brother. And I just, I just, I just feel like, you know, the, the point that I brought up yesterday is becoming more and more relevant as we keep talking. What, what point is that? What point did you bring up yesterday, not on the pod in, together, that I'm forgetting about right now? That you, have, that you need to figure out how to be more relatable. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, yep. you're yep. right. Yep. You're right. All my all my old people references and yep. out of date, out of touch stuff just doesn't work. Yep. How about this, Jack? All right, you want me to go <laughs> relatable on you? And this will be this will sub it as my final thought. Okay. Um, did you see the cat video? The lawyer cat video. I did. It was hilarious. I think it's the funniest thing that maybe has ever been on the internet. Like it's legitimately in the running for the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. That When I heard that dude go, I'm live. I am not a cat. Yes. I like, I couldn't control my laughter. It was like three minutes of me, like trying to catch my breath. I was laughing so hard. Shout out to the cat lawyer. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. Just, I, I just need the, the backstory as to how that happened. But well, have was... you seen the picture of the guy too? It's like so perfect. He's really? like this, like Southern t- He's got like a cowboy hat. It's wow. like the most opposite of the cat that you could be. It's perfect. Yes, that was a great video. 48 days from opening day. <laughs> Look at me being related. You don't give me any credit for me. I know. I'm, I'm No, like, it's good. Hip. It's good relatability. I'm to what's happening, you know? I know. I know. Yeah. You, uh, you Listen, we'll, we'll work. We'll work on this together, pal. <laughs> you got any final thoughts? I think I think your haircut's fine. That's my final thought. Thank you. I, I was so for those who don't know, Joe DeCamera ripped me with the gall of Joe DeCamera to rip me for haircut on the air. Uh, but like I said, I shaved my head for the first not shave, it's like a buzz cut. You know, it's like a clippers cut. So it's like very, very short hair. I've never done it before in my life. I was very nervous about it. I've never done it before in my life. I was nervous I was gonna have some like weird birthmark on my head or right. my head was gonna be misshapen or whatever. And my wife did it. Thank you, Emily. I thought it looked fine. Like I was like, "This is fine. I'm I'm all right with this. I'm I'm over my fears of this." And then Joe DeCamera tears me apart on the air. It hurt, Jack. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I mean, I was stunned when I saw it, but I was. But, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Never before in my life. I've yeah. never done it in my life. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Screw it. Yeah. Yeah, it's the right time to do it. 
Yeah, that's right. That was my thought. Yeah. And then I get killed on the radio. I know. For thousands of people to hear. Right. Millions, I say. Millions, I say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I think your hair is fine, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Honestly, you made my night with that one. Um, let us know if you're in on Boston. Yes. Because assuming the world works, like we're we're really in for that. I yeah. think that's a super fun idea in Fenway Park. If you're a disease baseball fan like us and you haven't been to Fenway Park for a game like it's just a must, and it's super doable. So let us know if you're in on Fenway Park. Um, that's all I got. That's all you got? That's all I got. We'll be back next week. It's Christmas. Christmas.